0: So glad that you're here on this holiday weekend. I hope that you get to rest tomorrow. Rest is a good thing; it's from God. Uh, But today, but today, we're going to talk about standing strong, and that's not necessarily restful. You do have to rest in the Holy Spirit to do it, and you're going to find that I think today as well that our strength is in the Lord. Uh, This is the second week. If you're visiting with us, we're so glad you're here. We're we're so glad you came to church. You can listen to last week's message online every every week. Usually, they're online. Um, But this is the second week, okay? So just so you got the landscape, you came in second week of the last series in Ephesians, okay? Now, three-week series, but this is the last message we're going to preach from Ephesians, okay? We'll be in Revelation chapter 2 next week, and that's 30 years or some 30 years later. So just so you get the landscape in case you're uh, visiting with us, uh, Acts 19 and 20, good place to go to figure out how... Ephesus kind of came onto the map, and then uh, we're in Ephesians, which is the book written to them and the surrounding areas, and then you could go to Revelation chapter 2 to get like 30 years later, here's the capstone, here's what I really want you to get back after Jesus speaking, so that's always good as well. So we're going to finish what we started uh, today. It was a long time ago that we started. Do you remember when we started? Who was here the day we started Okay, there's a little blue Ephesians slide up there. Yep, okay. Remember what we did that day? Does anybody remember what we did that day? So I'm not lying when I say we were gonna finish like we started. We read the whole book of Ephesians. We're gonna do that again today, but I wanna do it a little bit different, okay? So what I'm gonna ask you to do, if you're able, and I know not everybody's able to do this, and it's not like you're super spiritual if you can or if you can't. That's not, that's not the point. The point is it's an illustration for the message The the title today is, you know, not standing strong, faithful to the finish, not the strength to stand today, but it's the courage to stand together. You have to have courage to stand together, to put your shield, so to speak, and lock them in and make the wall against Satan, like we talked about last week. So I want us to have the courage to stand together. So what I'm going to ask you to do why the people that are coming to read uh, come. Uh, I'm going to ask you to do a stand, if you're able, and we're all going to stand with Bibles open. We're going to This is the word of the Lord. Tychicus just came to town. He's got a word from Paul, which is a word from the Lord, and we're going to read it all the way through. Can you imagine? They weren't going home after chapter 1. They weren't like, oh yeah, let's get the next book later. Like, like They were like, what did he say? Every word, I'm all in. What do I need to know? And so this is
2: Because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, might give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the work of his great might, which he has worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who
3: fills all in all. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Jesus Christ. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him, we have both access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together in a dwelling place for God by the Spirit.
4: For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly,
5: I, therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift, Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean? But he also descended into the lower regions of the earth. He who descended is the one who was also ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ When each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love so I tell you this
6: and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts having lost all sensitivity they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more you however did not come to christ to know christ that way surely you heard of him and were taught in him with a, in accordance with the truth that is jesus you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self which is being corrupted by his deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you.
7: Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love, as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not be even named among you, as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure, Or who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, and let the wife see that she respects her husband.
2: Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord.
8: Bondservants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ, not by the way of eye service, as people pleasers, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether he is a bondservant or is free. Masters, do the same to them, and stop your threatening, knowing that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and that there is no partiality with him. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. So that you also
0: may know how I am and what I am doing, Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will tell you everything. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are, and that he may encourage your hearts. Peace be to the brothers, and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. Let's pray. Father, thank you for giving us the courage to stand together. Thank you for giving us the word that shows us how to do that, how to fight for this uncommon community God, may we always keep walking, stopping, standing, fighting, and walking again with boldness because you are our Lord and Savior. It's in you, Jesus, that we find our strength. You're our rock. You're our deliverer. It's in you, God, that we look up and meet your gaze and see your love. And it's in you, Holy Spirit, that we find our strength, the strength to carry on Anything you bring us, anything you allow in our lives, may we stick together in unity and love. We pray these things in the name of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks, guys. You guys can have a seat. So powerful to read the Word of God, to see it all laid out. And how they must have been on edge, right? Listening that first time. It's hard to get to that spot where you've never heard it before. We've read it so many times, Ephesians. But to read it all together as one, standing strong is, is priceless. I do want to make one joke. Sorry. Isn't it kind of fun to watch him kind of stammer? Like, where do I take a breath in this run-on sentence? There's like so many run-on sentences in this letter. It's like crazy. And uh, I'm always like, kind of like snickering, like, yeah, that's how it's like every week, right? Like, where are you going to take a breath? I don't know where it's going to happen. This Bible, this word is so powerful. And so today, uh, the courage to stand together. Uh, Last week we talked about we're walking, right? We get saved. We walk with Christ But there's a time where when you're staying alert, that you stop, boom, right? And you stand and you fight, not flailing, but calculated with the word of God. And then God gives you the boldness when that trial's over to walk again. And so today I want to talk just a little bit about how we would fight for this uncommon community that God's graced us with. That God's given us such a gift. Your small group is such a gift to you, Tyler. And you're such a gift to the church. The community that we have is just such an amazing thing. If you're in a small group, well done, right? If you're not in a small group, I would just encourage you. You have no idea what you're missing. Yeah, I know it's hard. I know it's hard to take two more uh, hours or three if you want to call it our small group, right? I know, it's, I know it's hard to take a few more hours out of the week but I can't live without it. It's like the air I breathe, all right? Just like I can't live without the word of God, I can't live without people saying to me, are you keeping the word of God? And I, I can't live without it. And so I encourage you uh, to think through those, through those things as we uh, speak today. How to fight for uncommon community. I can tell you this, never give up on these principles. These are the keys to uncommon community and you should never stop fighting for these things, all right? Number one. Stay in the word. I mean, that's the foundation of it all, is it not? I mean, this is going to seem so contrite, so easy. That's because you're at Harvest Bible Chapel and we preach about these things all the time. These are not like uber like intelligent, like, whoa, that was just profound things. These are like pretty much steady, Eddie. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Just like, if we could do this, maybe we would be called faithful and steadfast. That's what the Bible is looking for stay in the Word. The Word could be different. Instead of stay, it could be start. Start in the Word. If you haven't read the Word, if you're not reading the Word daily, I would start, right? But we also want you to stay, to abide. John 15, if you want to write it down, you can go read that, to abide in the Word. You need to stay in the Word. And I would say daily, you know. There's no like Legalism here, if you didn't read, now somehow you're a sinner today. Like, hopefully you're muttering to yourself, uh, meditating on the things you have read the last time you read, whenever it was, whether it was two days ago or not. It's not about the distance between. It's about how it's affecting your heart and if you're internalizing it and muttering it to yourself and if it's affecting your life. Because we all know we've been there. Where we've checked a box on reading scripture and it did no good for us. We went like this, we walked off, and it was like we took nothing with us, right? That's not what we're talking about here at Harvest. Stay in the Word means even after I'm done reading, I'm staying in the Word as I'm walking because apart from Him, I can do nothing. These, I'll just bring them up again. If you don't have one of these, it's not our fault, all right? I'm just, kidding, just I'm I'm being your shepherd. I got to stand before God for you, but, you know, I've offered several times, all right? So it's not my fault. Uh, but, but you could pick these up out on, under the tent in the lobby there, and uh, you know, well, oh, and my car's this way. Yeah, it'd be worth it. Just go, all right? Just walk that way, hit guest encounter if you haven't hit it yet, right? And then pick these up out at the blue tent. And, and, and I'm just saying, like, Steve, how do you know? True confessions, right? Get real's coming next, right? So, true confessions, like, w- when I haven't checked the box for a day or two, I know I'm not staying in the Word. Right? When I haven't like meditated on God's word, I'm I'm stuck on Mark 12. I got to get there, right? I got to get there. Maybe today. His mercies are new every morning. Maybe today I'll get there, right? I'm stuck on, where, where am I stuck? Samuel 21. It's been a while. I've been stuck on that for a while. Since before vacation, which was Easter time. Whoop! There's no condemnation for that. I'm reading other things. I'm preparing messages. I get it. But like, there's nothing like being in the word for yourself and soaking on it. Take some time and pray. God, speak to me today through your word. The foundation is God's word. It's the belt of truth you're going to put on. And if you don't have a belt, your pants are going to fall down. It's embarrassing, right? So strap up, get the belt on, hold the armor together, stay in the word, Okay. You're like, where do I see that in the text? Well, we read the whole text. And at the end, look where where he gets that. Verse 21. Ephesians 6, verse 21. So that you also, that word also means something's already been stated. Or a lot of something, like 30 minutes of something, has already been stated. And it was a big deal. And then this too. All right? And so let's not forget that the whole of Ephesians is a big deal, even though I'm closing with this last little section. So stay in the word also. All this, all this in Ephesians, plus here's the other things. Number two, get real. Um, Get real. It was October 2011. It was October 2nd. It was Sunday, and I put these glasses on standing right here. How many of you guys were here? Me and you, Todd. All right, okay. And it was October 2nd, 2011, and uh, I put these on. And the front of the bulletin had these glasses on it and a big get real. And I said, guys, we've got to take the glasses off. We've got to take the mask off. I'm done with doing church where you walk in with your Bible under your arm and you say, I'm good, you good, you're good, I'm good, we're good. We're not fine with fine at this church, right? Nobody's fine. We're all sinners and we need Jesus, right? Get real about that. If you came in and you're trying to hide everything in your life, you're not going anywhere with that, right? The vision statement of our church is we are encouraging people to get real, right? Real people encountering amazing God because, see, that's when you encounter him, when you actually are honest with yourself, because he knows. He's not duped like we are. Real people encountering amazing God and experiencing lasting change. Take the mask off. If you want to come to church here, we're all going to be real with you. You can be real with us. It's time to get real. Get real. It's so very important. See it in the text. So that you also may know, I want you to know some things. Well, here's what I want you to know. How I am and what I am doing. Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will tell you everything. My good and my bad, all of it together. I sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are. To know and be known. Right? Romans is a great book if you want to read it. Paul wrote that too. Romans says in chapter 3, verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We know you've sinned. We know. (laughs) The Bible's true. It's just a matter of how often and when it was last. You're like, my heart's doing it right now. I know. Me too. Right? It's like, ugh. It's a battle of the mind. But then we also know That there's this like stereotype like, well, if I really have it together from a small group leader or deacon or elder or pastor, then I must have achieved some special grace where I don't sin anymore and I say to you, that's false. That is a lie from Satan and he is trying to get you off track. We know this because Paul, who we would all look up to as like, He saw Jesus face-to-face on the road to Damascus. He was in chapter 7 of Romans going, look it up, chapter 7, verse 15 through I think 25 is the end of the chapter. He's like, why do I keep doing the thing I don't want to do? It stinks. I stink. But then grace covers it. It's pretty amazing. You should read that. I didn't see anybody write it down, so I'll say it one more time. July, yes, I am watching you as I preach. July... July. Is it July today? Do I want it to be July? Subconsciously, I definitely want it to be July. Romans chapter 7. Wow, that was, that's not even in the, we all are messed up. In many ways, thank you for the quick illustration, Lord. Romans chapter 7, verse 15 through 25. I think 25 is the end of the chapter, okay? All right. You have all of that. I'm saying to you, get real. We want to see lasting change. And, and let's just end this point with this. Romans 15:7 says, "Welcome one another, as Christ has welcomed you. How has Christ welcomed you, David? Right? How's, I mean open arms, with love and grace. Come on in, my child, right? Like, yeah, I know, we're not finished yet. You're a teenager. your brain's not quite full yet. Oh, sorry. You guys are all here. Sorry about that. But I was like that too when I was that age. So it's good to know it, right? God's not, he's not finished yet. Not, it's not all connected yet. So keep working on it. Keep listening to your parents. Keep reading the word. The truth is there. It's coming. Get real. Welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you. So once we're real, once we get real, right? Do you have a relationship like that? Are you going to small group? That's where it normally happens. Uh, if you're not going to small group, I just want to invite you to small group. Um, and, and to make that easier, uh, anybody ever seen one of these cards? Don't do life alone. Yeah, every small group member should have one of these with their leader's name, phone number, time and date we meet and where we meet, things you need to know all filled out. Every one of you that go to small group should have one of these filled out. They're on the table at the blue tent so that when God gets you in a God conversation on Sunday, and you find out somebody's not in small group, you could say, hey, want to invite you to my small group. We'd love to have you there. This is the information. If not this night, another night. And you're like, hey, you talk about small group. I want to go to small group. Where do I sign up? The little black book we passed, thats called the Connect Register. We want to connect you, okay? So you can just write in there, I want more information about small groups. There's a box. You just check it. It's just, I don't know. We just try to make it, like, simple. And But if not that, you could stop by guest encounter and say, hey, I want to be in a small group. They'll get your name, number, and they'll connect you this week. It's not hard to get connected in small group here. It's pretty easy. Matter of fact, if you just turn to the person by you when we get done today and go, like, hey, you know about small group? They'll probably be like, yep, I'm going. Okay? Chances are. And you, they can help you get plugged in, okay? Everybody got it? That was me just equipping the saints for the work of the ministry right there. Be ready, y'all. Okay, now, once you're real, then you have to be accountable, right? First, I gotta say it, I was addicted to pornography, right? Well, that's out there now. Ugh. But now I'm not gonna keep sinning, right? And I'm not saying if you keep sinning after you confess it, we're gonna like, be like, you're done, that's not it. There's a process. There's a recovery time. I get it. This is an addiction. I get it. God can heal you like that, or he can choose to take you through several months of battle. He could, could, however he wants to do it, and for the best for you, right? God's all about what's best for you. (laughs) Not what he thinks best for you, but what's best for you, okay? This next one's be accountable. Be accountable. We need to be accountable. We make decisions, we treat our wife a certain way, we treat our husband a certain way, we need to be accountable for that. We spend our money, we need to be accountable for that. right? We go to church, we need to be accountable for that. We worship, we walk, we go to small group, we need to be accountable for that. We work in the church, we serve, we need to be accountable for that. So there's all these things that we need to be accountable for. Now, you basically get to pick what you're accountable for and what you're not. Right? You could be like, I don't want to be accountable. Great. But if you want to be accountable, it looks like this. I need to change. I really want to change. So help me, God. Please help me change. And you know what? God, I know you're there, but like you're there, and Matt. And Matt and I are in a small group together. So, Matt, would you help me with this? I really need to speak lovingly to my wife this week. Could you text me? Or could I call you if I'm having a struggle? Would you pray for me? That's being accountable. I'm inviting him to hold me accountable. That's how it happens. Nobody's going to be in small group going, you stink, get it together, here's five things you got to do. No, you get to make your own plan, we just get to help you with it. That's it. But we have to be accountable. Why? To fight for uncommon community. When you're not accountable, there's no uncommon community. Be accountable. You see it in the text. He says, how I am, that you may know how I am and what I am doing. What I am doing. Here's what I'm doing. Hold me accountable. Tychicus, the beloved brother, who is one of the guys holding me accountable, and faithful minister in the Lord, will tell you everything. Why? Because I'm accountable that way. He ain't going to hold anything back. You got any questions? Here it is. This is the truth. In love. I have sent him, because I want to be accountable, (laughs) to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are, and that he may encourage your hearts. I need to change. I need to get help. Um, that's why I love, uh, if you haven't been to small group, you need to know this. There's like a Bible time, I'll call it. We call it large group, but it's small group. So I don't know how you have a large group and small group. I, is it, we need to rename that. Forget it. And then there's like the breakout time, okay, where it's basically we call this mutual ministry. Although it's bigger than that, it's the foundation of all mutual ministry in our body. And it's men with men, women with women. And you can go deeper. There's things you can say to men that you won't say to a woman. There's things that you could say to a a woman that you won't say to a, a man, right? To your husband. So, and you can, we're not venting. We're not complaining. We're working on us, right? My sin in view, I'm not, oh, well, you wouldn't believe what they're doing. Who cares what they're doing? You need to work on you. Right here, right? And, and that's the favorite time of small group for me. Where you could sit on the couch or on your knees with a bunch of men and say, God, you need to help us. It's a, and we end it in prayer. Because there, we could talk about what the thing is, but if we, it's a spiritual battle, right? We learned that last week. If we don't fight spiritually, we're not fighting. And so these seem kind of like physical things. Stay in the word. Get real be accountable their actions They're things you're going to do but they're spiritual you need to do them from the heart not just in the flesh God help us I pray to get real to confess to be accountable and have a plan and to pray that you will do it this fourth thing serve faithfully you'll see it right here take a kiss in verse 21 the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord will tell you everything. I have sent him to you for this very purpose that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. a kiss. I don't know a lot of kisses. Maybe because you can't plural it very well, right? kiss. It's just weird. But you know what? It was a big deal to Paul. He was like, this dude who I picked up in Asia Minor. I don't know where he's from. He, he was from around. It was, it, if it wasn't his hometown, Ephesus, it was in his region, right? He's from Asia Minor. And you know that from Acts chapter 20, verses 4 through 6, when he says, these seven guys are coming with me to take this offering to Jerusalem. And then he goes like this. He says, there's a lot of hardship, right? They go a different way, because Paul's like, we're to getting killed. And then, not worried, he's just he's wise, he's not worried. Paul's never worried, right? He's, he's wise, and it's like, I'll go this way, you guys go that way, we'll meet here. And then they meet here, and then, and then they're, chapter 20, they're talking to the Ephesian elders. And, and Paul's like, laying it out for the Ephesian elders. Go read it, it's just amazing. And then they go to Jerusalem, and all the persecution in Jerusalem. Tychicus has been through some things, y'all. Like, he's just not like along for the ride, like, oh... <clears throat> Paul's pretty cool. I think I'll just stick around. No, he's in the ministry. He's willing to take a beating. He's willing to suffer for the cause of Christ. He's in it. He loves Paul. Paul loves him. They're in it together. They're serving faithfully together. Tychicus is called the beloved brother. He's called the faithful minister. You should underline those in your Bible. I want to be known for that. But he's also known for one other thing, and you won't get it here, but Colossians 4. I'm going to throw it up on the screen. This is a parallel passage. Ephesians and Colossians, parallel. They're written at the same time. Ephesians has more words, obviously, than Colossians. Two more chapters. But throw this up on the screen. Um, Tychicus, so almost every word the same except for two. Okay. Tychicus will tell you all about my activities. He is a beloved brother and faithful minister. Sound familiar? And a fellow servant in the Lord. I have sent him to you for this very purpose that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. A fellow servant. So I'm getting this point not just from Ephesians but from the parallel passage. He's a servant and he's serving faithfully. Now I want to just say this about that. This time of year it's really hard to serve. You want to know it's hard for me? It's hard for me to come and preach. I've been preaching all year. I'm ready for that summer study break where I go and get refreshed and where I don't wear my voice out with the people. You get to hear some other preachers. You want me to be back? You're like, dude, I don't want to hear that guy another week. Then you'll be like, oh, where is that guy? I mean, he was okay. Like, bring him back. That, and I'll feel the same way. I'll be like, I can't wait to preach. The first one will be bumpy. August will be bumpy, right? But, but, I'll get through it. I'll get. It's like riding a bike. You just skin your knees a couple times, and then you're good. All right? I'm telling you, it's hard this time of year. But it'll get better with a little bit of rest. Right? Okay, now, listen. It also gets better by being faithful. And being a faithful servant, sticking to it, getting up, doing it again. Um, how many of you guys are going to serve in the church today? Just raise your hand. I'm not... I'm not trying to call out anybody that isn't serving. I just want to appreciate and encourage those that are. If you're serving the church today, just raise your hand. And those that don't have their hands up, they might be serving next week. Okay, we rotate. Okay, they might be serving another week. But you see all those people serving? They're tired. I'm tired. This is the time of year. It's hot in here. We're all going to sleep soon, for sure. Okay, you just give me a donut, I'd be out right now, right? I'm calling it out. Thank you for serving faithfully. Thank you for serving faithfully. It's a big deal. At this time of year, I mean, I was talking to the ushers. They're like, yeah, we don't have enough guys today. I'm like, how easy is it to usher? Like, so if you're not serving and you want to, like, line up there to the usher table and just say, like, dude, can I help you until 11 o'clock? Because they, they'll use you. And, you know, if we want to go to a third service, which it looks like we might have to do soon, like, we're going to have to have more people serving. And I realize I'm asking you at the hardest time of year to ask. If you are serving, continue to be faithful. You know, when planning center invite comes, if it's your week, hit, yeah, I'm there. And show up and serve God. If you're not plugged in at all, I'm just saying to you, many hands make light work. Have you ever heard that? It's so true. If you're going to move, you don't want two people. Even if they're the most quality people ever. Two men in a truck, meh. Maybe them. I like that guy that runs that company. But for sake of illustration, I want an army of people. I want a bunch of people, even if they only have to lift one thing. We're all like, well, that would be a waste of time. Really? Being together would be a waste of time? No, I don't think that. Being together would be the sweetest thing, even if you only had to lift a little bit. And then we'd all be healthy and balanced and not overworking, right? The church gets out of balance. You've seen it. You probably grew up in a church like this, where 80% of the people do 20% of the work. No, 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 no. It's not like that, is it? It's 20% of the people do 80% of the work. And then 80% of the people benefit from it. And I'm, we came to abolish that with Harvest Bible Chapel. I'm belaboring it right now. But serve faithfully means we all serve together and we all do it faithfully right? It doesn't mean I'm talking to one person over the other or just talking to myself. I'm talking to all of us. I know you're all ready for a break. What I would ask you to do is pray for perseverance. Pray for perseverance. Pray that you would stand today again. Pray that you would stand together again. Pray that you would stand strong, faithful to the finish. Get the Get the band on your wrist, okay? Slap yourself if you need to a couple times and be like, hey, I'm ready, let's go. I think we have more of these laying around. The ushers can help you if you want one. But if you didn't get one last week, we handed them out and uh, I talked about it. You can go listen to the message. So hopefully you can get one of those today and get all in. My favorite verse to just speak over you in this regard is 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. Therefore, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. I mutter that to myself again and again and again because it's the word of God and it's true. And the devil will tell you a different thing. Nobody cares what you do. And you say, shut up. Jesus cares. And in his word he says, Therefore, be steadfast, immovable, always, 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 abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. I mean, there's something that's coming out of servant and children's today. There's something that's coming out of David getting up here and speaking the word over you. There's something that's coming. I love that. Thank you, Lord, that something's coming. And we're grateful for it. Stay in the word, get real, be accountable, serve faithful. You're like, man, I could have got that at home. Why did I come today? It's not clever. It's just right there in the word. And then this, give encouragement. He said that, how we are, and that he may encourage your hearts, that he might comfort you. And then he does it. Paul prays a little benediction here. Peace be to the brothers. How encouraging is that? Peace. And love. Whoa! Agape love. Like unconditional love from Christ. With faith. Which is from God as well. Thank you God for the faith to believe that you're real. Which is activated by this next word. Grace. Grace. Faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. Did you hear it? Grace be to all who love, so it's exclusive. There's a qualification. You love with love incorruptible. How do you love with love incorruptible? It's undying love. It's it's really unperishable. It's really immortality. How can I love with immortal love? It's the love of Christ in me. It's his love. It's the agape love for me, and I'm giving it back to you. Because God loved me perfectly, unconditionally. I'm loving you perfectly, unconditionally. Okay, incorruptible. We're working towards that, and there's a unity in that, but when you're not doing that, there's a bubble that you're not in, right? There's a, there's, a, there's a people here that are unified and you're on the outside because your love is conditional. Your love is, well, if I feel like it today. And he's like, no, 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 no. You're not going to feel the grace that way, right? So let me give you, give encouragement is the point. He may encourage your hearts, is where I'm getting it from the text. He'll comfort you. And here's what Paul prays. Paul's prayer is that these five gifts from God would be the experience and the commitment of all true believers. So I'm going to give you five gifts. Here they are. Number one, peace. Shalom. It was a greeting. They used to greet each other that way. Man, maybe we should do that. You come into church, you're like, Peace. <laughs> peace. It's a peaceful place, and you can come here and have peace. This is number two, love. Love. Number three, faith. That love is an unconditional agape love. And that faith only comes, it's activated by the grace of God. Read Ephesians two, eight and nine. Faith. And then for grace. What a gift from God. For by grace you are saved through faith, not of yourself. Lest any person go like, look at me. It's like, no, look at him. All right, this is from God. Can't believe he loves me with all I've done. And number five, it's so fitting to end with this, unity. You could go read Ephesians 4, 1 through 16. Ed read it today. Read it again this week. This is a loyalty to the body, one body, undying unity. Let me close with this. Nowhere in the New Testament do you see an isolated believer. You don't see it. You don't see it. Paul says, I stood alone. Right? Oh, that was isolation. No, no, no. He said, but the Holy Spirit was with me at my defense, and he gave me the words to speak and then Luke showed up and encouraged his heart big time. Sheep, which were called in scripture, what do they do? They flock together. When one wanders off, the shepherd likes like, "Get back over here," right? Either with the rod or the staff, either one. The illustration last week was of an army. A guy with armor, right? And in an army with soldiers, they stood together. We stand together. That's what a church does. We are soldiers in Christ's army. We stand together. We make this wall against Satan and that's what we do. We fight together for this uncommon community and these five things are how we do it. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to invite you to stand together. So let's all stand together and I'm going to ask you to close the service this way. You could take one of these five things or you could take something else. I'm gonna ask you to turn to the person next to you and I'm gonna ask you to encourage them. So many times in our encouragement, I was reminded of this this week by a good friend, so many times in our encouragement, we're very vague, we're general. Be specific with your encouragement. I saw God working in your life when, boom, give it to him and watch him smile or blush, right? We, We stink at receiving encouragement too, don't we? So just take it, thank you. And then back at you, right? Go the other way. And just encourage them, right? And if you're like, man, I don't even know this person. How am I going to encourage them? Pick a word. Peace, love, faith, grace, unity. Hey, so glad you're here today. Good choice. (laughs) Thanks for being here with us.